The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You know, every year, the day before Remembrance Day, we ask you to share your stories of your loved ones, your family history, those people who who you hold in your heart uh, as as we move into Remembrance Day. Of course, you hold them in your heart throughout the year, but as we move into Remembrance Day tomorrow, oftentimes, you know, they bubble up a little bit more. We pay a little bit more attention. We think a little bit more. So I want you to continue to share those stories this afternoon at 780-496-0063. Thank you to everyone who's already sent me a message. We'll be reading some of them. Tell us the background, why you're so proud of them, who they served with, and when, and we'll share it with the rest of uh, of Chedville this afternoon. Um, one of the country's former top military commanders is leading a push to honor some Canadian veterans of the Afghanistan war with Canada's highest military honor, the Victoria Cross. Former Chief of the Defence Staff, General Rick Hillier, is among those behind a grassroots campaign and an upcoming documentary that will tell the stories of 10 recipients of the Military Star of Valor, the nation's second highest military decoration. In a video message posted earlier today, he said simply, it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm General Rick Hillier. I was Canada's Chief of Defence Staff from 2005 to 2008. Those were some of the proudest years of my life, and they were also some of the most difficult years during our war in Afghanistan. I was proud of our troops then, and I'm proud of them now. Everyone was a hero, some more heroic than others. And out of those, some 25 were awarded the Star of Military Valor, our nation's second highest award for valor. Not one of them, however, not a single Canadian soldier who fought in Afghanistan received Canada's highest military honor, the Victoria Cross. It's true, Canada created its Victoria Cross in 1993. And as a nation, we had decided it was time to celebrate our own except that we've never done it. We've never awarded Canada's highest honor, the Canadian Victoria Cross, to a Canadian soldier. So today I ask you to join our campaign to award a Canadian Victoria Cross to a soldier or soldiers who you judge deserve. We've identified 10 awesome heroes, each of whom have won the Star of Military Valor for their incredible courage in the face of the enemy. And over the next year, we're gonna tell their stories and recommend that at least one of them be awarded a Canadian Victoria Cross. I'm asking you to join me in this noble effort that will culminate on Remembrance Day 2021, a year from now, when we will bring you a television special that will tell their stories and allow you to judge whether one or more should be awarded a Canadian VC. So please share this video, like our Facebook page and comment. We'll keep you posted and we'll share with you those incredible, truly Canadian stories. And now to all of those who are serving, to those who have served, I thank you for that service to this great nation and to the 37 million Canadians who call it home. I thank you for that service and I salute you. We remember. It is an honor this afternoon to welcome General Rick Hillier to the show. Sir, thanks for joining us today. 
Jaylen, it's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, let's start. Uh, let's start with this. With I think one of the most obvious questions: Why? Why hasn't one of the Canadian Victoria Crosses been honored or been been awarded to any of our our, our members who served in Afghanistan? Well, I, I don't think it's, it was done deliberately. In fact, I, I know it was not because I certainly was engaged at the front part of the mm-hmm. war in Afghanistan with the awards and, and nominations for awards to recognize incredible courage. Uh, but I think, you know, we had not been at war for a long time. And we were all learning, every one of us, from the youngest soldiers uh, who went into combat to senior commanders like myself, to journalists who were covering us, to a government that was trying to, you know, shape the conflict to achieve certain worthwhile things. And I think uh, that was a part of it. We were still learning how to, what were the levels of valor, the levels of courage, and what would represent a star of military valor uh, versus a Victoria Cross. I think that was part of it. I think secondly, and look, I'm guilty here, mea culpa, Uh, I I can wear it, that perhaps in some way we were like the French figure skating judge, you know, infamous (laughs) during the Olympics who who kept protecting her point for her own teammates Mm -hmm. and, and wronged some Canadians. And maybe we were just holding back for that perfect citation uh, to reach us and bring forward. But lastly, I'd say this. It's really tough to get recommendations and citations out of battle groups and brigades that are involved in mortal combat with the enemy. You know, they've got a full-time job uh, to be successful at their mission, keep everybody alive, bring everybody home and do great things, and being able to write up the citations and put the time and effort into it to make it that, that so you can visualize what occurred and have that then brought through the various chains of command through to the government honors and awards committee is a really, really difficult thing to do and a difficult thing to get done. And so I think some combination of all of those things have played over the past years, and that's why we haven't got there. Uh, sir, is we there, hope to rectify that. Sir, is there, is there a timeline on this, though? Is it too late to do this? You know, something uh, our government that we elect as Canadians decides what they want to do or not. And so, in my view, there is no time limit. There is no there is no sort of expired or best before date. Uh, we have the ability, by order of government, to reach back, uh, relook the citations, uh, if necessary, interview the people that were around individuals, discuss what happened with them, review with their commanders, you know, what happened, why it was written that way. We can do what we want as a nation mm-hmm. if we deem it right. And I think after we hear and see the stories of those 10 incredible heroes that we've selected to present in our documentary, uh, people will agree that, you know, one or more of them are absolutely deserving the Canadian Victoria Cross. And we compare those those citations and, and what was recommended. We compare that to what the Australians did, mm-hmm. to what the New Zealanders did, to what the British did, and they all awarded Victoria Crosses. The United States of America, of course, awarded the Medal of Honor. The, the acts of bravery that I know about, that so many of us witnessed, are the equivalent of those. And I expect that people will be convinced uh, that one or more deserve the Canadian Victoria Cross. We hope to make that case. General Hillier, I'm curious to know how, in, in your mind, would you differentiate between the actions of a recipient of the Military Star of Valor and the Victoria Cross? What takes it from this, this, the second highest award to the Victoria Cross? Well, you know, I think it was Yogi Berra used to say, in theory, there's no difference between theory and practice, but in practice, there is. And and the actual actions and the bravery and the incredible courage of those individual soldiers will be what differentiates one from the other. Just that little bit, perhaps necessary to say, hey, 
this one here should be recommended for the Victoria Cross. And, you know, the criteria are pretty pretty clear when you look at Victoria Cross. It is on common valor uh, in the presence of an enemy. And, and that's what we're saying, valor in the presence of an enemy. Uh, there's There, in my mind, are one or two for sure individuals who have met that criteria, who fought on despite being injured or wounded, who fought on despite their buddies being wounded or killed beside them, and who fought on knowing that they were the only person, you know, on that flank, for example, between a Taliban attack and the rest of the company who were not prepared for that attack. And so I think that Canadians will be, be able to distinguish that incredible courage versus that uncommon valor uh, in several of those cases. And we hope to present it clearly and objectively and then let Canadians judge. And uh, anyone interested in checking out the Facebook page that you mentioned in the video earlier is Valor in the presence of the uh, Valor in the presence of the enemy, um, sir. I know that um, we have um, we have a Military Star of Valor recipient in Edmonton right now, and I suspect that a lot of people listening don't know about him. In fact, he was the the the, the commander at one Canadian Mechanized Brigade Group. He now is the commander of one. Canadian division. Bill Fletcher um, was awarded that in 2006. Uh, as I mentioned, Brigadier General uh, Bill Fletcher. I've, I've, I've been in the room uh, a couple of times uh, during a change of command ceremonies when it's been brought up and uh, people have referred to him as a war hero. And, and General Fletcher, uh, in his way, would, would downplay that, I think, like many of the recipients of, of this medal. Do you, when you look at at the recipients, do you do you th- do you think that when we they would hear that this effort is underway, that they would think that they are deserving of this, or would they just say, "Hey, you know what, sir, I was doing my job." You know, every one of them will say, "I was simply doing my job, and I was simply doing what any other man or woman in that company or that battalion or the battle group or squadron." Uh, would have done if they had been in that situation and and, you know and then they would also say uh, because I've heard it from all of them and this medal belongs to everybody else who was there Mm -hmm. with me because you know I wasn't there by myself at the same time we want to make the case to them that this is not about you being egotistical or not about you you know wanting something more this is about Canada recognizing appropriately the courage the service and the sacrifice that we ask from you in battle and so it's not about you being egotistical whatsoever. It's about a healthy Canada mm-hmm. recognizing the people who served it, served it so well. And at the same time, and this is important to me, it helps us tell their stories. Because, you know, and one of the reasons I got into this is because I want to tell the stories of those tens of thousands of Canadian heroes that I, that I know about for the last hundred some odd years mm-hmm. right up till now that we don't tell so well in Canada. And, you know, I, I, after that movie about the Ostrich rescue in Iran that Canadians were irritated when Canada wasn't mentioned hardly at all. You know, there's a little cartoon came out and it was John Wayne takes Vimy Ridge. <laughs> well, if it had been an American action, there would have been a movie made about Vimy Ridge. We hardly even know about it. Most people in our country can't even spell Vimy, let alone know what occurred during such incredible... We want to tell their stories. And we want to show Canadians what incredible sons and daughters we have who continue to serve us in uniform and continue to serve and sometimes mm-hmm. sacrifice for us, uh, for all 37 million of us. We don't do nearly enough of that. We're looking at this as a pilot project. two-hour special to tell those 10 stories and then carry on with one project after another to tell the stories of those heroes right from, 
you know, the birth of our country through World War One, World War Two, Korea. Afghanistan and all the operations in between. Sir, I think it's uh, I think it's a brilliant idea, and I can't wait to see it um, roll out in the months of he- months ahead. I, I have to ask you: um, tomorrow is Remembrance Day. You were uh, Chief of Defence Staff um, from the beginning of 2005 to the middle of 2008, and if you look at uh, what happened uh, in Afghanistan during those years. That was um, a devastating time for um, a lot of Canadians, a lot of Canadian soldiers. I think about 100 Canadians died during that time frame. When when you go into Remembrance Day, where's your mind at? Oh, my goodness, that's a tough question. You know, look, I've always been just mesmerized, enthralled, uh, respectful of Remembrance Day. Ever since I was a little boy mm-hmm. w- here in Newfoundland, where I am now, yeah. a little tiny boy watching Remembrance Day, uh, the Remembrance Day program from Ottawa on a little tiny black and white TV, and I'm thinking, oh my God, maybe one day I could get to go there. And, and you know, one day, hey, 2005 in November, uh, there I was representing all those uniformed men and women, those who had come before us at the War Memorial, laying a wreath on their behalf, and it was incredible. And I, I you know, I remember those I served with particularly. And, and, you know, we had 100,000 people in the regular reserve force, Air Force, Army, Navy, Special Forces. I met most of them at one time or another. I got inspired by them. And, and, and some of them, of course, laid their lives down for us and our nation, you know, in, in the months and years following sort of 2005. I remember them. I surely do. And, and I do a toast to them. I also remember their families. Yes. And, and we don't do nearly enough of that because their families stood by that that brother or sister in arms uh, during the worst of times, the most stressful of times, and sometimes their recognition was sorely lacking and, and the support to them wasn't necessarily there all the time in the way it should have been. I remember them because, oh my goodness, they served just in a different way. That's what I remember. And I look around at this awesome nation that's so peaceful and serene, this country that stretches from coast to coast to coast, and this land that is so, so beautiful. I think, you know, we've been gifted that by those incredible people who serve in our uniform. And that's what I think about on Remembrance Day, and I'll do the same tomorrow. The pandemic doesn't mean we can't remember. General Rick Hillier joining me this afternoon. Uh, Before I let you go, sir, um, I was standing outside the Benny Samir War Cemetery just down the road from Juneau back in 2003, and and a veteran from the italian campaign said to me with tears in his eyes he said we'll never have a future if we don't remember the past and those words have stuck with me uh, every day since then is canada doing are canadians doing a good enough job remembering the past can we do better uh, well i don't doubt that we can do better uh, frankly i think we're doing a very poor job of remembering the past and and to paraphrase what you said, therefore, at times we're doomed to mis- yes. doomed to repeat the mistakes from the past if we don't remember it. I don't think that if you go across our nation and, you know, if you find 5% of the people who can talk to you in any respect about World War One or World War Two and what Canada achieved there in building this great nation and a democracy and finding our place on the world stage and standing up to dictators and not accepting that human rights could be infringed upon, I would be shocked if you found more than 5% of our nation. Look at the number of people who wear poppies. Uh, you know, I think it was last year I was into the center of Toronto and I passed thousands of people and I would say I counted on probably two hands uh, on those fingers 
the number of people who were wearing poppies. And, and you know, it, and it was from every part of our society who were not wearing a poppy mm. and not remembering. We certainly can do a better job. We can do a better job in our schools. We can do a better job in our communities at recognizing veterans, doing our ceremonies. And we can do a better job as a government of Canada and as provincial governments in helping do that. And you know something? We can do a better job as an armed forces and Veterans Affairs Canada helping do that too. General Rick Hillier joining me this afternoon. It has been a pleasure uh, speaking with you. I look forward to doing it again sometime, and I look forward to see how this project plays out in the coming months ahead. General Hillier, thank you for your time, and thank you for your service. And then thank you for saying that. If I could say one last thing. Yes, sir. As only as I was listening my, to the tape, the video I put out that you played at the front, I realized truly the magnitude of, of the project that we are launched <laughs> upon. And the one thing that we do not have yet is money to make that occur. I'm just mentioning that here right now because we're going to need some money from Canadians to make this occur. Hey, Lynn, thanks so much for the opportunity to talk about the project and the great men and women who serve our country. Thank you so much. Take care now. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. General Rick Hillier joining me this afternoon, served as Canada's Chief of Defence Staff from February of 2005 through to Jan uh, July 1st of 2008, uh, served as CDS during really some of the bloodiest times in Afghanistan. About 100 Canadian soldiers died in those three years, 158 Canadian soldiers, of course, dying in Afghanistan. If you want to check out this project that he is spearheading or working in part with on Facebook, Valor in the Presence of the Enemy.